Well, it's today is a little winter wonderland in Canada. Nothing to be compared to what's going on in New York, Buffalo. I was, the last news I heard was they had five feet of snow. Um, in that certain area, five feet is taller than Chandri. She's five foot. So if you stand out there, five feet of snow is a lot of snow. But we live in Canada, and this is up north, and so we can expect snowfalls. I announced last night to this church that those of you that know Brother Leander Ray, who was assistant to Brother Goodwin in Des Moines, he passed away, and I don't know anything much about the funeral, when it would happen, but Brother Lire has passed, and we are very sorry. Uh, he was a very wonderful person when you know him. He was my friend, and, um, you know, we drifted different ways, but still, he was valuable to the people that knew him. And we are sorry that he has passed, and so that's one that's the announcement I made last night. This morning I heard from Brother um, brother Dan, his wife is not well, she's been sick for a while. We have a few people that are not well. Good to see Marge out. Um, anyone that has a little bit of influenza. Um, you know, there was a time when you're sick, I tell you, come to church, we'll pray for you. But the devil has turned things around that today, if you're sick, you got to stay home. Put a mask on, hibernate. Different age. I can't wait for the time to come when you're sick, and instead of going to the doctor, you come to the church. And um, that means us brothers will have to have some anointing in our lives, not just to pray on you. I mean, the Catholic priest does that. But to pray and see God work a deliverance in your life. This church has experienced some of that over the years. And I think one of the last remarkable cases, there are so many cases. Uh, we've had healings and tumors disappear. Um, Nadine up here is a living testimony. A cancer free for almost 10 years. We've seen God work in so many different ways in our lives. I remember Sister Carol's daughter, Mandy. Uh, she was allergic to, I, to wheat, wheat products. And every time she had wheat products, she'll get sick. We prayed for her, God healed her. And then there was a period of time that uh, she would go in a panic attack. She would have a panic attack. And um, suddenly she go outside and she panics. And we fasted and prayed. It was on a Monday or something like that. And she came just here, just a few of us. And it went. Tragically, a lot of people, there was a sister that got healed from a tumor uh, the size of a baseball, I think it was, uh, in her uterus. She couldn't get children. She got she came, she got prayed, and then she backslid. The thing is, miracles would not necessarily save someone. Yeah. 
And uh, Jesus healed a lot of people, and yet when it was time to say, crucify him, they joined the crowd and said, crucify him, crucify him. And so we have had some of these miracles, but we want to pray for all these individuals that are not well. Sister Polly, apart from the weather being bad for her, uh, me reaching. Sister K is very sick, that's all right. And so Sister Patricia is sick. Um, Sister Carol is still not out because she is not well. But Andrew is not well this morning. Lord, anytime we make some sort of a move, things happen. And um, what can we say? Uh, we have already booked our flights, our flight, flights into Guyana. And God willing, we would leave on the 5th of January, which is the heart of winter. Uh, we leave on the 5th of January. Flying into Guyana, we are there for about nine days, I think, um, just to get cheap flights. And still, there's nothing like cheap flights going in. So we're flying in uh, to get a cheap flight. We had to lay over in Miami for nine hours, um, one side. And, and still, it's not f cheap. And we're coming back on the most remarkable day, Friday the 13th of January. <laughs> That's when we're coming back home. Uh, this coming week, God willing, and I say God willing because you know what? When I'm planning things and I plan to do things, I always try to put the Lord in the right perspective. And sometimes I wish he would just, sometimes he does. When I was going to Haiti one time, I had a dream, and that dream directed me as to what will transpire in Haiti just before I made the trip. And then the Lord helped because he closed down uh, the airport. There was a political situation in Haiti that I could not make the trip. But I have made a few trips, and God has directed me a lot of times with dreams. I wish I could hear his voice. Lord, you know, like in the Old Testament, the priests had something called a Urim and a Thummim, and a, one was yes and one was no. And they said, Lord, should I go? And the one that says yes flashes up. I wish that was so. It doesn't happen that way. We have to just depend on God. And I pray, Lord, um, we had a flight. We have flights booked on American Airlines going into Guyana. And if the flights uh, get canceled, there's no fee cancellation or rebooking fee for that uh, flight. So we have to, if there is nothing like that, then I take out flight cancellation insurance, which is always important because the Lord has a way. If he does not want me to go, he blocks the airport like he did with that Africa trip that I was at the airport ready to board the plane. Flight was canceled. Big jumble jet cancel flight because I was next to going into the plane. The Lord did not want me to go. These are all little things that the Lord does in our lives. Yes, and uh, we were glad that Brother Vid had something set up that he could not come to Canada this weekend because you imagine what the border would have been like coming through from where they are. 104 is not a big highway and if the main highway was shut down, uh, one of four would be impossible to drive because it's a single two-lane country road. 
and uh, it's more in the snow area. So we're glad that God is in control yes, and he does things to help us. If all goes well, Sister Chandra and I would be heading into Rochester on Thursday morning early. Uh, you know, when I say early, I mean early. Uh, we go early, and if the weather holds up, we'll be in Rochester for U.S. Thanksgiving on Thursday. Um, uh, be with the family, be with all the ones from Rochester that we haven't seen for a while. And if all goes well, I told them, I said, I'm not going to come there and stay there for the weekend. I want to come back here for the weekend. Uh, so we'll be back on Saturday morning and uh, hope that we can make the trip back on Saturday morning. But I told them, if I'm in Rochester, I want church on Friday night. So everybody gather lock, stock and barrel into one place on Friday night. We will have church. And so we want to do that and um, hope that God helps us through it all. Uh, so Thanksgiving in Rochester this week. And so I'm giving you my itinerary, all these things that I'm planning to do that God can bungle up and stop. But we're glad we're in church today. I'm glad there's some uh, snow outside that's not major. So far, the Lord has helped us. I thought last night was a good night, and even though I have notes, let me see here, from Wednesday night, I had some scriptures I wrote down that I want to get into, never got into it, because we had a beautiful lesson on Wednesday night that came uh, while I stood on my feet, the lesson came. You know, it's, uh, God does not always do that with everybody. But the Lord has always touched my mind on many, many occasions when I get up. That's when the message comes to me. And so Wednesday night, I looked at my notes, and I wanted to start with Daniel 12, a time of trouble. And if the Lord would have helped us there, and I'd gone into that lesson, very educating lesson, uh, we'd have gone in Daniel 12, Matthew 24, then I would have liked to get into Revelation chapter 6, the horse riders of Revelation. The white horse, the red horse, the black horse, and the pale horse, four horse riders. And all these great um, theologians and expositors uh, put them one event after the other. But I don't think there's one event after the other. I'm outside of the box, and so I try to think outside of the box. I feel all these horse riders are riding together. The one that says, peace, peace. And then while one is saying peace, we're looking for peace talks, the other one is saying, declare war. And then when there is a war, you would have to expect famine. And so these are all things, and then as a result of war and famine, comes the last horse, which is a pale horse, which is death. We still get into that sometime. And then look at Revelation 8 and uh, see where we can go. But that did not happen on Wednesday night. And tonight, today, I'm looking at my notes. And it's like that. It says, Sunday, November the 20th, 2021, announcement, Lyrae, reflection. Colon. No reflection. Well, I think I wanted to reflect on what Brother Sam did last night. And so, 
Uh, he touched a scripture that I liked last night, and I think today, you bear up with me, we look at one scripture. God help us. Can, I don't know when last I did something like this, but we look at Proverbs, the 16th chapter of Proverbs. You have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs 16. One of the good ways to get the benefits, the spiritual benefits of the service is to involve yourself in the worship before the service. If you miss the worship, you miss a very important element of service. Uh, and you can sit in the service, and I looked at the young people today, and they sit like, I don't want to use the term dud. Uh, dud is like when you get a gun and you put a bullet in and you shoot and it didn't go off because it's a dud. It's, you know, no action, no life, no gunpowder or something like that. It's a dud or a firecracker. You put it and light it, put it on. Well, if you sit in church and just the service is going, what, give, one, give me one of the songs. Uh, just tell me about it. Don't flash it up. After all these years, song is playing like this, and the young men are looking like this. We're singing, sisters are getting their hands up, young men. And then when church is done, they wonder why God didn't touch them. They didn't want him to touch them. You're a dud. If you're a young man today that did not sing in the service and worship God, say to yourself, I am a dud. And I need God to help me. Put some gunpowder in my explosive. You understand? Because if you can't do that, all the preaching would not change you. Because God is a spirit. And they that worship him must get into that spirit aspect of the service. The worship service. And if you miss that, all you do is get educated. And you might be able to quote all the scriptures and everything like that, but if you did not sing with the spirit and with the understanding, then your mind is dead. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit. Not only the Holy Spirit, but your spirit. Your body, soul, and spirit will bring your spirit alive and active in that service. And I know that the pandemic has done us in. Well, the devil can do done you in while you're sitting in church. You sit there, but he has done you in because you don't want to respond to the spirit of that service. Something that you have to do, something that you'd have to respond. After all these years, or you've been so good to me, you've been so good to me. If when you're singing a song like that, all you're doing is, You've been so good to me. You're a dud too. You're a dud with a lot of flesh. Because he's a spirit. Don't worship him in the flesh. Worship him in the spirit. You know, last week, Sunday, we had a nice song. A nice song. And I look at Sister Cindy. And I want to say, you can come out and dance. I wanted to say that, you know, uh, it was at that time that you think you can have a nice dancey, you know, not wild dance, 
but a nice moving before the Lord. Uh, it was one of those days, but I know um, COVID-19 has done us in. Saints who used to be very vibrant are not vibrant anymore. Saints who used to respond and sung their voices in church are not doing that anymore. And so, if I'm to get ahead with this chapter here, it's Proverbs chapter 16. And the verse that Brother Sam used last night that I really appreciate, and his talk was very good last night. Your preaching was really good last night, Brother Sam. I appreciate that. But in verse 6, verse 5, the one that caught scripture caught my eye, says everyone, no, verse 6, sorry, by mercy and truth. Mercy is not something, just a theory, it's an act and a response to individuals. Uh, your mercy, you cannot show mercy if someone is not aggravating you or someone is needing help. Uh, that is why God gives us situations. The reason why God gives you a negative situations around you is that you can respond properly. We have Sister Andrea here today, and she's there uh, looking at her scripture. And I saw when the car came in, I was sitting at Indy's desk around that. I wasn't sitting there, I was just standing next to it. Saw the car pull in and she came out. And I said, you know, in this weather, some people would be glad when the snow set up to stay home. It's a good excuse. But it's good to see people, in spite of the negative circumstance, to brave the weather yes, to come to church. Your pastor is a good example of what it is to be faithful. And sometimes people call me and I said today, I was talking to Marge earlier and told her, I said, you know, I don't really like to talk on the phone. And she says, me too. <laughs> so we are birds of a feather. I really don't like to talk on the phone. Yap, yap, yap. But if someone is in need and they call me, then I will answer. In 16th chapter of Proverbs, there's a few verses here we like to touch. This is one of the Proverbs uh, that might have been Solomon's Proverbs. I'm not sure. Some of the Proverbs he did not write, like some of the Psalms David did not write. And it says here, verse 1, The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. When the Lord prepares a man's heart... And he's, he, God has worked on him, and he is to respond to a situation. His words would be perfect. Um, a word, Solomon said, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. What a description. A right word. How do you answer someone? And sometimes I don't always answer right. And you know, as we get older, Sister Chandri and I, and Sister Indira, I think she's joining the group. We don't always hear what is being said. You know, do you know, after a while, you play this loud music, it damages your eardrums. And sometimes I say, how are you today? Well, it's nine o'clock. You know, <laughs> we answer different. And so I have to know, because she has a damaged eardrum, i got to go on one side and make sure. But sometimes, you know, you lose your little 
sensitiveness and you want a better answer than that, but she did not hear right, or I did not hear right, or somebody else did not hear right. Well, when God has prepared you, you'll always have the patience and the answer that's perfect to help the soul. Word, someone says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can do no ill. That's not true. Garbage, that statement. Whoever said that does not really understand human nature. Words can destroy you. My words today can save you. And my words can damn you. And I'm saying that because I feel that God has called me to preach the gospel I preach. And when you ignore truth, like we'll look at later on, when you ignore truth by responding negatively to, negatively to it, God will send you strong delusions that you will believe a lie and you'll be damned. And strong delusions would not come like, you know, leading you into an immoral life. No, leading you into iniquity. And that's where verse 5 comes in. When verse 6 comes in, mercy and truth. A mercy, by, by mercy, a lifestyle that shows, that shows that God has worked something in your life. And truth, the genuine word of God, iniquity is purged. You see, you would find that you will want to serve God correctly. And so, we, we think about it. Last week... Uh, before Sister Carol got sick, we had a nice band practice, didn't we? And the band played for church. Wasn't that beautiful? And then we, you know, we're back, said, praise God, and then everybody got sick. And so when I see things like that, I wait. And finally, did God really want us to enjoy ourselves? Or did he want us to maintain our simplicity? So we've got to watch where we're going. God is always correct he never errs in his judgment and yet at the same time we don't want to take something and says well god to be blamed no you see i decided what i was going to have for breakfast this morning and brother hammond good to see you make a guess what i had for breakfast this morning i didn't go to mcdonald's but make a guess pancakes you see i went to um where i got those from no frills I went to No Frills and I bought frozen pancakes. We wanted to try them out. And they gave me two packs. So Sister Chandy told me, she said, there's last night, the last thing she told me, she said, there's a pack of four pancakes in the fridge, in the freezer. You can use that this morning. I don't know what, who led, who led you to tell me that? I don't know. She just, <laughs> I make the best pancakes. I'm, my pancakes, if I put McDonald's pancakes and my pancakes that I make from scratch, I will take mine any day to McDonald's frozen stuff. You know, there was a time, excuse me, chatting with the church today. There was a time I worked at Stevenson's, which was next to McDonald's. And when I worked at Stevenson's, I would go over to McDonald's. In those days, Brother Hammond, if you worked at McDonald's in those days, but they make your pancake from scratch. And I tell the girls, they know me because I'm next door. I said, I want large pancakes and well done. And they would look, make my pancakes. Instead of a little thing like they sell now, that's embarrassing, you know. <laughs> they made my pancakes large like that and brown. Not a fluffy little thing, you know. The fluffy little 
you know, I, I want to say white people pancake, but um, I wouldn't say that because Brother John, Brother Gregory are here. Well, you know, those fluffy little things, I want real solid pancakes. And so those were things that we enjoyed. But, you know, the, the thing is, when we think about life, we have to live a life. And when God has touched your heart, your life would change. And so this proverb is very beautiful. The preparations of the heart of man and the answer that follows that is of the Lord. All the ways of man, mankind has a way that all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes. But the Lord, what he does, he weighs your spirit. You know, I'm, I'm clean. But somebody can aggravate me, then you, you're not really that clean. Because we've got roots of bitterness and anger that sits there. Someone said, let sleeping dogs lie. Um, I know if you're a dog lover like Sister Dorothy here, you might not like this statement. But sleeping dogs in your life need to die. Don't let them sleep. The little dogs, the bad habits, the little ridiculous things you've got. Don't say let the sleeping dog lie. Lie until when? It rises up and attacks someone? No, it needs to die. No sleeping dogs in your life. You understand? I'm not talking about your dog. That needs to die after a while too. But um, <laughs> right now, I'm thinking about these things in our lives. And Solomon went on here. It says, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Isn't this beautiful? Uh, this is such a beautiful uh, proverb. Commit your, your works unto the Lord and it, uh, it's just your way of thinking. It really does. And it says everyone that is proud in heart. Now we don't know. You might not have a lot of money but you might still be proud in your heart. He says, everyone that is proud in the heart, um, uh, it says, is an abomination of the Lord. Though joined hand in hand, he shall be not be unpunished. The proud in heart will be punished. I think I skipped a verse. The Lord shall make, verse 4, make all things for him. The Lord has made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked. For the day of evil. God creates everything. You know God is sovereign. And you don't understand everything. Like Chandri was talking to me this morning. And she was. Um, yesterday you were talking to me. And she came and asked a question. She said Lord. Um, is God. What is the question about um, God. She said is God. Um, his love. The love of God. You remember you asked a question about the love of God? Right. She says, she says, is the love of God unconditional? Well, I, it's something to think about. Uh, is the love of God unconditional? So let me turn that around and say, you know, it is one thing when you're studying yourself. You look yourself and you want to study your problems. It's a difficult thing to put God under scrutiny. I wrote an article one time saying God under scrutiny. And it was a big microscope uh, trying to analyze God. We can't. We're finite. We are limited in our ability to even describe with our vocabulary that which is unfathomable. That which is incomprehensible. God is beyond man's vocabulary. God is bigger than you and I can ever descript, describe. 
This Bible is not written for God's comprehension. It's written for your comprehension and my comprehension. When it says the anger of the Lord, does he get upset like you know you will get upset? The eyes of the Lord, how big is his eyes? Does he have eyeballs like yours? The hand of the Lord, man, he's got a big hand. No, the Bible was written for your comprehension. God is a spirit and he is invisible. His son was created to form an image and we are created in that image of God's son. But God is beyond that. The father is beyond what we can comprehend. What with our limited vocabulary, we can comprehend some. And when you understand that, if God, his, um, his uh, love is unconditional, well, let me change that around. If his love is not unconditional, then his love is conditional. Does that limit God? No, it puts God in a box. When you say God, his love is conditional. You put God in a box. No, God is beyond the box. And so sometimes you might use a term and somebody else use another term, but never put your neck to the block for any term that is human. God is beyond you and I. He loves what I see as unlovable. He loved me when I was unsaved and undone. Let me not try to understand him. He allowed David to live when David committed adultery and he allowed other people to die and be stoned. When Abraham told a lie, he lived. When Ananias and Sapphira told lies, they died. I can't put God and judge him. Let's never be a judge of God. Let's trust God. And if he says jump, if God says jump, jump. Ask how high. If God says the wall is blue, then it's blue, Lord. If he says that means dung, it's, then it's dung. If God is saying something, my mind might not fully understand it at that point. But let me learn to have faith and confidence in God. Too many of us are trying to put God under scrutiny. We should never put the almighty God under scrutiny. He uh, dwells in a light which no man can approach unto. No man has ever seen and no man will ever see. And so when I'm trying to talk about God here, I'm using my limited human vocabulary. But there's coming a time when I understand all this Bible, Paul says, I see through a glass darkly. But there's coming a time when this mortal shall put on immortality and I will see face to face. But I can't comprehend. You cannot, mortality cannot comprehend immortality. You all here? Okay. And so Proverbs, it says, The Lord maketh all things for himself, yea, even the wicked, for the day of evil. Nadine was showing me on the internet today. We were studying. Uh, she was showing me the size of the earth. She was showing us the size. Of the, I love that thing. You must give me a copy of it. Size of the earth and the size of the planets around us. And then by the time you go to Jupiter, the Jupiter is like big like that on the chart. And the earth is small like that. And you think our earth is big. And then by the time you go to a planet 
something that's bigger than Jupiter, in this, with all the planets, one as big as this church sanctuary, the earth is like this. And so you think, was all of that created without purpose? No, I think it was all created for purpose. God created all things for him. Not because you don't comprehend it. And man is trying to understand it, that it's not there for a purpose. Everything has a purpose. And then Solomon went on here, and there's so much to be said here. When a man's ways please the Lord, verse 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. You know, I found that out to be personal in my own life. I don't have enemies. When I walk around and I go, you know, brother Hammond, you have all those hoodlums that sit in front of McDonald's and that corner. When I pass, when I'm passing, they say, good morning, sir. How are you doing today? It's good to see you. All those hoodlums. You know, they're like hoodlums. But you know what? But I saying, have you prayed for them? Yes. I prayed that my light one day can penetrate some of their lives. These people that you look at hoodlums, waste time smoking and have nothing to do. Pray that they'll see some light one day and decide that they want to serve God. I don't have enemies. When your ways please the Lord, and I don't really please the Lord in all my ways, but he has made even my enemies, my friends. It goes on further on, and I'm not going to even go in all this here. Uh, better is a little. You don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of money. We sang a song one time. We should do that one day again. I don't have any money. What was it called? No, when we, Chandra and I sang that song, um, we sang of that we don't have any roof money. Over roof, over. roof over our head and stuff like that. But we got God. <laughs> that is important. Well, here's what Solomon says, and he was a witch man. He says, better is a little with righteousness than great revenues, great riches without right. Without God, what's the purpose? What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And lose his own soul. Don't want, don't want what the rich is running after. If you get a little, praise God. But it's saying, do you want some money? I can do well with a few million dollars right now. But Sham, can you lend me some millions of dollars? You know? And one brother said that. He says, if Jesus is coming soon, then borrow a lot of money. Because the world is about to end. You know, don't think like that. But you know, you have a little and you have God and contentment. And that is wonderful. Yes, the more you compu complicate yourself with a lot of riches and all these things, it confuses you. You know, we just got our kitchen finished. And Chandri doesn't know this. She got new cutlery and everything set up there. This morning, I'm trying to find a spoon that pleases me. And I can't find one. And so I went and I searched and I found the old bunch that you left in the laundry room and I took one out quietly. Because I like that old guy to stir my coffee. He's got the right shape, he's old, and he's just perfect. But that's me, I'm an old man, I love stuff that's different. You understand what I'm saying? But God and contentment is an important thing. Everybody say contentment. Amen. And it goes on here. He says, um, 
Uh, just wait, Brother Sam used this scripture, just wait and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. In other words, if you're a salesman, and we had, we are growing up in the days when we were growing up, you want a pound of butter, you go and ask this grocery man for a pound of butter, and he takes a big tub, and he puts a, plas a kind of a um, greaseproof paper there, and he puts some butter, and the scale does not budge, and he puts some more, and it goes too far down, he takes out some again, until the scale's got to be right. And then you wonder, what is on the other side of the scale? Is that pound a genuine pound weight? Or did he carve out some of the weight so he can rob you? You know? And then I had a, I had a, a, a grocery man, when he come and he put the butter, he put it like that, and then, you know, he drop it heavy, so it goes down. He says, hey, you see, you got more than a pound. He take it up before it comes back up. That's how, but just wait. When I'm giving you a measure of my love, I can't be loving one person different than I love somebody else. If my family commits an offense, why they got to get off with that? And when your family commits an offense, we punish them. She said, just wait. I must not have diver, divers' weights in my bag of judgment. This is a beautiful proverb. It's a beautiful proverb. Don't have different judgments in your, in, your, in, your, in your bag. In other words, don't treat people differently because you're their family and your friend. Treat everyone justly. Amen? Give that man you meet on the street the same respect and honor. Love, con you love unconditionally. Don't condition people. And yet, people that are doing right, reward them appropriately. Amen? And so we go on further on here. It says, um, oh man, there is so much. It says, how much better is it to get wisdom than gold? Verse 16. Verse 17, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way, preserveth his soul. Watch what you do. You keep your way, you preserve your soul. It said, verse 18, pride goeth before destruction. When you see someone is proud and they don't want to talk to anybody and they got to, you know, sometimes we, we sort of um, feed our ego. We feed our ego. And now I'm not against you having a nice car or something like that. But if you're buying a car because the name has to impress the people around you, you're not buying what a car is supposed to be. A car is supposed to be something that transport you. If you're buying a vehicle to show off when you're driving and something comes in your mind that I'm glad they're looking at my car. Oh, hmm. You're full of pride. You need God to humble you. Dent the car. Hit the front fender. And he saves us, you know. He's got ways of saving us. And that is why even your attire, your clothes, and whatever you put on, put on things to please God. And to, and to be pleasing to yourself, but don't please the people. Don't do things because you want to please everybody. Uh, your vanity must show off on people what you got. Don't do that. Because pride cometh before destruction and a haughty, haughty spirit before a fall. And he goes on further on here, verse 21. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. 
You're wise in your heart. You're called prudent. And the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. Isn't that something when someone has sweetness of lip? Then someone you thought they had bitter melon for breakfast. You know what bitter melon is, Sister Dorcas? Oh yeah. If you have bitter melon for breakfast, everybody that cross your path, you're just angry and you're, you're you know. And, and you that are receiving that, from that individual, you've got to understand that you don't know what they're going through. They might have lost their job and they can't control themselves like you are such a wonderful person, but they can. So bear up with people. Yes, the person that cut you off on the highway, their mom may be dying in the hospital and they're trying to get there. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Come on, child of God, live like a Christian. Beautiful. When you go home, read this entire proverb. It says, understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that had it. So when you sit there and your day is in charge and you don't even try to understand. You see, when I'm giving you truth, listen to me carefully now. Listen to this. When I give you truth and you love not the truth, God will allow strong deception to come into your life. And some of you sitting here listening to me for years that love the Word of God because you stop paying attention to the Word of God, God will send you strong delusions. He will increase the things that you can find on the cell phone and the internet. And instead of filling your life with the Word of God, you'll be filling it with Hollywood junk. God will send you strong delusions that you believe a lie and be damned. And I've seen this happen to saints. I've seen this happen to ministers. Ministers that ignore the message that God has given me to help them. They want to become known publicly and become recognized publicly. And when you want that, you got the spirit of the devil. That's why Paul tells, told Timothy, he said, ordain not a novice. Lest he being lifted up with pride fall into the condemnation of Lucifer, of the devil. This church is telling you how to live. And may God help us to learn how to live and accept truth. Listen to the messages. We have given you more than what the early church had. The early church did not have a Spotify on their phones. They did not even have phones. They wanted to talk to you. They walk all the distance to your house. That's how we lived in Guyana. We walked to individuals when we can't get transportation. Churches over in the night. Uh, saints walk for miles, five or six miles to go home. And that is how we lived. And that is where people love God. That is where they grew up and love God. But the devil would like to distort all of that and destroy their lives. And it goes on here, understanding is a wellspring of life, that is what we say, and uh, unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is their folly. Some people will never change because they have ignored understanding. Next verse, uh, heart, a heart of the wise teacheth his mouth. If the heart, if a person is wise, his heart in control of God's word, God's word Changes his heart. You know the heart is desperately wicked above all things. But when Christ comes into your heart and the word of God is guiding your steps, it gives your mouth control. 
You don't yap, 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 yap all day. You know what I'm talking about? Somebody yap, 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 yap. Senseless. I told Marge this morning, as my job is to talk, but I don't like to talk. I like to talk to certain people because you don't get bad news. If I'm talking to you and you get angry every time I talk to you, I stop talking to you. If I talk to you, Chan, and you start getting angry every time I talk to you, I stop talking. No less, it, it eases up tension between us. But if I'm talking to Nathan and he has good words and to share with me, and we say, you know, we, we make a little frivolous joke sometimes, but we're talking. The heart is important. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. It is so nice when someone gives you a compliment. And sometimes I'm ridiculous, you know. I am ridiculous sometimes about a sham. Somebody come and says, old man, they look at me, right? Say, old man, you don't look 70 something. Man, I look at you and you're like in your late 50s, except the gray hair. But even then, it's a full head of hair, yeah. right? You look like you're in your late 50s, going to early 60s. You understand? And you look at them and you don't believe them. And the last time someone told me that, I say, you know, when there's a funeral and everybody's passing the casket, they all said he looks good. Is that how you look at me? And the boy said, no, I'm really giving you a compliment. I said, okay, thank you. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I've translated this around, twisted that around. There's a way that seemeth wrong unto a man, and it could be the way of life. Sometimes what you think is wrong is really right. And sometimes what you think is right is really wrong. It is important that you weigh everything. Everybody's saying, I never heard that before. Then weigh it. Because I do say a lot of things people never heard before. And um, when the angel went into to Mary and says, you will get pregnant because the Holy Ghost is going to come over you. What is the Holy Ghost? Who is he? No, no, no. It's the Spirit of God will touch you and get pregnant. That never happened before. Why should it happen now? But Mary, because an angel spoke to her, she pondered these things. She did not doubt it in her heart. She pondered it and kept it in her heart until it got fulfilled. And sometimes it's necessary for you to do that. As we move towards the end of this chapter, uh, it says in verse 27, 28, 29, quickly, I'm going to run through. Verse 27, an ungodly man dig it up evil. It talks about the kind of people. An ungodly man dig it up evil. Uh, there was an old country song. You know, I used to listen to a lot of country music. I don't do it anymore. But uh, there was a country song by Randy Travis. Is he dead? Not yet? Okay, close to it. Yeah, close to it. Uh, it says, digging up bones. You know, a country song. And he says, digging up bones, digging up bones. 
exhuming things that better le- that's better left alone, resurrecting memories. I can't remember the rest, but you know, digging up old things. Come on, let it lie. You know, let don't dig up old things. Don't go back into the past and dig up something that God probably saved the person from. When you kneel before God and you sin that day, ask God to forgive you. And he does forgive you. Don't bring that up tomorrow to him. Tomorrow, deal with tomorrow's transgressions. All right? And it says, an ungodly man dig it up evil. And his lips, there is a burning fire. <laughs> like he's ungodly. I would know if you're safe if I let you talk long enough. But I lose my anger. No, you always had it. You didn't lose it. It came to the surface, my dear. But I lost it. No, I didn't lose it. You got it. It was always hidden inside, and all I did was bring it up. And then if you don't get enough, go before God and get it get rid of, gotten rid of, it'll go back down. And you have old dead bones of carnality and evil sitting in your life. Don't dig it up. Verse 28, a forward man, so it's strife, a man that's bold enough to tell you what somebody else did. Well, you know, Brother Sam, you're my buddy friend, so I'm going to tell you that Nathan, <laughs> you really got to have patience with him, man. He's nuts. You want me to say that about you, Nathan? No, uh, that is selling strife. Brother Sam may not have anything against you, but I'm going to tell him now that Brother Nathan gossip about you. No, he talked bad about you. I'm setting strife between the two. Even if I know you said something, I should cover it up and be nice. Not dig up evil. A forward, forward man saw it strife and a whisper separated chief friends. Sometimes what you say to someone might separate that person from another person because you talk too much. And it's one thing, five minutes more. It's one thing when women gossip. It's a sad day when men gossip. That's right. When a woman gossip, you understand? You know, women is a weaker vessel, right? Not in this day. In this day, it's it's sad. Um, There was a there was a statement I want I missed here that I might back up to, uh, talk about an ev- a leader. Um, but as I look for it, in the, the, the wrath of the king is a messenger of death, but a wise man shall. I talked about leaders, and um, I'm going to skip that. Verse 14. The wrath of a king is a messenger of death, but a wise man, no, no, don't, don't even bother about it. Um, a violent man, verse 29, enticeth his neighbors and leadeth him into the way that is not good. A violent man, a man full of evil. Violence is really speaking of evil. He shutted his eyes to, devi- to uh, devise forward things. Uh, shutted his eyes to devise forward things. He doesn't look at the consequences. Moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. That's individuals that should not be in charge. 
Uh, we in charge should make an effort to do otherwise. Uh, the, he that is slow to anger, verse 32, is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit uh, than he that taketh a great city. Uh, so a person might say, well, I want to conquer this city. Well, that's a great event. If you can conquer that city, that's great. But a man that conquers his spirit is greater than a man that conquers his, the city. You know, James talked about the tongue, little member that created great, great evil. Little fire, it kindled big fire. All it takes is a matchstick to burn on a building. And a child of God must come to the place that we control our every move. But you see, the danger that we're talking about here is you can control everything if you are uncontrollable. And you cannot be controllable if all you're doing is feeding on the junk that the world offers. Well, it's not sin. Well, it may not be, but it's what the world is filling your mind with. Your mind has a limited capacity. And, and when you fill it, let the mind which was in Christ Jesus be in you. Fill your mind with Christ. And you'll find that you're, you'll be better in judging individuals. Righteous judgment would be yours. This has been a good day talking to you. And I, you know, I love this chapter. I'm going to go home and read it again. Uh, it's, uh, there is a verse I really wanted to see, but maybe the Lord allowed me to skip by it. Because um, it was telling us about leaders that sit with evil. Uh, in leadership. He talks about, uh, maybe not in this scripture, but there was a scripture I was looking at recently that tells you that leaders should never uh, hobnob with evil in a city. And sadly, uh, in our country, that does not happen. Uh, we, have, we have to pray for our leaders because they, anything evil going on, our leaders are involved inside. And you want to say, oh God, why would they do that? Why would they do that? We live in a city that's full of evil. And may God help us that Jesus, we pray that Jesus come back quickly. Because when we put a human being in government, they tend to dance to the music of every immoral uh, activity in the city. Today is Santa Claus Parade. When you go home, now it's 11 o'clock. I think 12.30 it starts. You know Santa Claus? Do you ever meet Santa Claus? Well, Santa Claus parade is today at 12.30, and you can turn your television on and look at the guy from the North Pole parading. And I like what Brother Sam said last night. A lot of pagan things we get involved in, and a lot of lies we accept, and then we try to preach the truth. See, a lie is a lie. And if you accommodate little lies, you are a liar. Can I hear you? If you accommodate a lie in your life, you're a liar. And it's hard for us today to live in this society, raise children that wants to hobnob with the society out there and hope they can be sanctified. I pray for my grandsons all the time. I pray for the kids in this church, James and Nathan and all you kids all the time because you got to go out there and face the, the junk 
But you know, I did face my world when I was growing up. I faced the evil in my world when I was growing up. I was called a loner because I liked the pleasure of my own company. I did not fit in, and when I try to fit in, it's always the bad guys I fit into. I was their leader. You know, like all the dunce guys in class. <laughs> They're my friends, because I would teach them things, you know. And when we time to steal mangoes, uh, we'll go in the farm. I said, you guys go ahead. I have to help the teacher mark some books. And when I'm finished, I'll join y'all. And then I'll join them. I remember one day, last story. Today is the day of stories. I'm telling you all these little stories. Uh, one day, we were in the Anglican school, and I'm marking books. to tell the guys, you all go and meet you at the farms. So we went to steal. They went to steal mangoes, and I was going to join them. You know, and what, you're, you're starving? No, we just steal mangoes for the fun of stealing mangoes. Get in somebody's farm, steal their mangoes and green mangoes and run, right? And so when I'm finished, I'm going down the, the path through the cemetery. We don't call it cemetery, we call it graveyard because it's really a graveyard. Bush and corolla trees and, not corolla trees, um, yeah. Uh, neem trees and all kinds of things. So it's a little path through this graveyard and I'm going through. The guys are already there and I'm trying to meet up with them and halfway down I saw a yellowtail. A yellowtail is a snake and this one was about seven or eight feet long. You know, nice, nice, big, sad, fat yellowtail sitting in the middle. So in my mind, in Guyana, when I see a snake, I kill it. And so I looked at the snake. I said, okay, buddy, you're dead today. And I picked up a rock, right, and missed the snake. And only to see the snake rise up from the ground about two feet tall and looked at me and decided he's coming after me. <laughs> I never had a snake chase me. Well, I did not want to greet the snake, and I did not want to find out how fast I ran. <laughs> oh, the day when I ran, by the time I was on the road, the snake maybe gave up. Never saw somebody move so fast. But I was gone. That's the end of mangoes and stealing mangoes. But I always liked to be by myself. But Terry was in high school with me. Uh, we had a little group, about three people, and that was it. And, but I like when I get, get home, I'm by myself. I like that because it did not get contaminated with everybody else. When these kids have to go to school and deal with the crowd, I hope they maintain their identity. Don't do it because your friends are doing it. Do it because it's your desire to do it. I dressed to please me and God. At that time, I didn't think it was God, but I dressed to please me. I did not have to take someone else's style, nor habit, nor custom, and involve it in my life. One time I put a cigarette in my mouth, one single time. And we were cleaning the Anglican church when my friend gave me a cigarette. He says, take a smoke. And I pull a smoke and it choked me and I turned it off and there was a hole. I cut it, made sure it was out. Uh, there was no more fire on it, and I stuck it in that hole. It might be still in that church up to this day at the old Anglican church. Stuck it in the wall, and I finished. That's the end of me and smoking. But God has been good. Mm -hmm. yes. Pray for our children. Yes, sir. They go out there into a dangerous world. Pray for them. Yes. Amen? Amen? Pray. I mean real pray for our children. 
that they might survive the evil.